0: Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelsner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelsner, and this is the podcast. For marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Natasha Takahashi. And we're going to explore chat bot strategy. And let me just tell you, you're going to love this episode. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. I can't say it enough. If you have not been thinking about chat bots, you need to listen to this episode. By the way, if you want to reach me, You can tag me on Instagram. I'm at Stelzner, or you can email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. For what it's worth, you can also DM me on Instagram. I realize I said tag. (laughs) All right, let's transition over to this week's interview with Natasha Takahashi. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Natasha Takahashi. If you don't know who Natasha is, she's a chat marketing expert and co-founder of the School of Bots, the leading training site for creating profitable chat bots. She's also the host of the brand new 10-minute chatbot marketer podcast. Natasha, welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to dive back in since I think our last podcast episode was well over a year ago. So there's lots of new stuff I know we're going to be talking about here.
0: Well, today, Natasha and I are going to talk about chatbot strategy and what marketers need to know. But before we go there, I want to ask you about your podcast. Tell us a little bit about, it sounds like it's just 10 minutes. So what's the plan with the podcast? Tell us a little bit about it.
1: Yeah, so this is actually our response to creating a more professional podcast than what we had previously, because we started a Facebook Live show back in 2018, and then decided to repurpose it into a podcast. But of course, the audio quality was horrible. and um, We got a lot of complaints about it, but it was really quality content. And there's a lot of, you know, little things that you can talk about from tactics to just uh, mindset around chat marketing in the chatbot space. So we decided to make it 10 minutes. So that it can be quick and actionable, uh, no fluff, and we're going to be launching it at the end of this month, May or June, and it'll be my co-founder, Kyle and I, and we may have some guests on from, you know, every so often, but it'll really be us kind of diving in, sharing what we're seeing in the space since we two have been running our companies for the last four years together. And so we realized we've never really sat down and shared what's going on behind the scenes.
0: That's cool. That's really cool. And by Thank the time you. this podcast drops, it'll be out. So all of you yes. can go out and find it on your favorite podcast app, 10-minute chatbot marketer. So super excited about that. And If I didn't mention, Natasha is who I believe to be the leading expert in the world on bots and chatbots in particular. She's the one that we turn to to help us develop really our first real sophisticated bot a couple of years back. And she does amazing work. So I'm very excited to start with this first question, which is, why should we consider chatbots and why now 2020, you know, and and even 2021 as people are going to be listening to this down the road.
1: Yes. So firstly, thank you so much for the kind words. Always love working with you guys. And to kind of start at the very beginning, I know that Facebook Messenger bots have been A lot of marketers first introduction into what chat bots are, these automated conversations that can help grow businesses. So if we start there, we look at Facebook Messenger as the most accessible and affordable place to get started with these automated conversations. And every business at the core, any interaction a customer has or lead with your business is a conversation. Whether they are coming to your website, finding you through social, they're emailing you, calling you, walking in. And this technology which you hinted at, has been around now for nearly four years, since May of 2016. But it's been a little bit slow to adopt because I think marketers have always considered chat bots in this you know, automated conversation space as just Facebook Messenger. And it's really not that. I know we're going to dive into it, um, but I want people to understand the best first place to get started is there. And so why chat and why now? At this time, as we know, a lot of businesses are not able to see their customers in person or even have to stop a lot of their business operations due to the current pandemic and quarantine. And so now they're being forced to talk to their customers in these channels that people already wanted to talk to their business on. But now more than ever, they have to meet those demands. And so the birth of automated conversation in many businesses that were kind of delaying implementing it or agencies that maybe knew about it, but they were continuing to delay looking into it, figuring out how they can utilize it for their clients or you know, bringing on as a skill into their team. Uh, now is really, I think, the tipping point for that, where people finally understand the value that this brings, knowing that this isn't just some crazy new fad or technology, but it's the beginning of actually what the World Economic Forum calls the fourth industrial revolution. So to not get too techie on everybody... Essentially, we all know that AI automation is going to continue to play a big role in business and in every part of our lives. And accepting that and knowing how your business can take advantage of this automation, because AI doesn't get sick, doesn't take days off. You know, it's 24-7. And so being able to implement something like that to be available to your customer base 24-7, especially if you've got an online business model already where people are coming to your website or trying to talk to you at all hours of the day, uh, this is a great way for you to start to handle that, understand how it can initially bring value to your business, whether it's generating leads or doing cart abandonment recoveries, automating customer support, whatever the first use case is, to prove ROI, and then expand across. So it's really not as complicated as many people uh, make it out to be. It really is a simple understanding of where can automation and automated conversations help your business.
0: If anybody's been listening to this podcast for a while, I've done quite a few episodes on bots. And it's been a while since like you've been on the show and that's probably the last time I talked about bots, which was like a year ago or more. Yes. The challenge then was natural language processing. And for those that don't understand what that means, it was the ability for someone to just write out something in their normal language and for a bot to interpret what it meant. So the solution back then was to provide multiple choice kind of responses and get people down decision trees. Is it still that way or is natural language processing becoming more common with bots?
1: It is more accessible now, for sure, which then makes it more common for the average business to implement. Uh, because typically, what we see at this point, uh, as an agency and as an education figure in the space, is that you have business owners that are trying to do this for their own business. So you know their marketing knowledge is usually much more limited than an advanced marketing agency or even a marketing team at a bigger business. So it really depends on who you are and how much time you can dedicate to putting this together. I know we're gonna. Die- into kind of should you do this yourself and what the levels of a chat marketing strategy are and I think that will in turn answer this question but in short it definitely is becoming more accessible and common for people to implement NLP, but it's still in such an infancy stage that you know it's not gonna be able to answer every question that somebody has perfectly. And I think that also comes from setting the right expectations at the very beginning of any conversation. Because as the business, you want the user to feel like they are controlling the conversation, like they are in charge of the direction it's gonna take so they can get the information that they need or want from you. But as a business, you also need to set the expectation of what the user can actually get realistically. Because if somebody comes to your chatbot and says, hey, tell me a joke or some, you know, random information or translate this from English to French, those are very random examples, but we've gotten those plenty of times in all of our chatbots. And so for people to have want to come to a conversation, then expect these outlandish or random things that don't have to do with what you do as a business. As long as you set the expectation at the very beginning, then the satisfaction that someone has with the conversation that they have with your business is chatbot is going to be pretty high, Uh, even if it is made of decision trees or multiple choice at certain points in the conversation.
0: So getting back to the why we should consider bots, chatbots, I think the thing that I'm hearing you say is that it can speed interaction. And when interaction happens faster, you have happier customers or you move people a little bit further down the funnel. Uh, when it comes to a prospect, to a customer, right? And these are the kind of things where normally you'd have to wait for a human to respond, where it can be done instantly. And is it true that that can help keep people happier or move them along at a speed at which they might want to move along?
1: Absolutely, because at the end of the day, a conversation has to start somewhere with the business. And so even if you're listening to this and maybe you are in a more hands-on business where you generate leads and you want to call them as soon as you know they find out about your business, there are always qualification steps or pieces of information that you need to get from people in order to help them if you don't have a scalable online model like e-commerce you know, or where you can handle a lot of people at once without any human intervention. So a chatbot can absolutely support that and get any information that 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 would be needed in order to qualify them, be able to let them know, hey, we can actually help you. We have a solution to your problem. And then the human can step in and do that. So absolutely.
0: So you kind of already hinted at this, but a lot of us are familiar with Messenger and Messenger bots. And is that the only thing we should consider as marketers or is there more at play here? Talk to me.
1: Sure. So right now, actually, can we get into the six levels of a chat marketing strategy? Yeah. Or do you want to dive into that? Okay. So let's do that first because that'll answer this question. Okay. So I know you guys are listening to this and can't necessarily see a visual, but I'm going to walk through six levels that I will explain in terms of from simplest to more advanced. And then at the very top, what we call an omni-channel strategy is made up of several different communication channels, including messenger and email, which actually does still play a vital role in driving traffic to the main conversation. And then there are other channels we can talk about like Instagram, WhatsApp, iMessage, et cetera, that will be coming later on. But first, let me explain these different levels. So on the first level, we have what we call the auto-responder strategy. Now, this bare bones on Facebook Messenger specifically would be just setting up a automation that when someone comes to your Facebook page, they message your page, they say whatever they might a question or, hey, are you there or whatever it is, the page is going to respond with one thing, regardless of the user's input and say, we got your message, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. And that's the only automation that they have there, which is why we call it the auto responder.
0: With the autoresponder, if I'm not mistaken, Facebook natively allows you to do that. You don't even need a third-party tool. Is that correct?
1: That is correct.
0: Okay, perfect. So an autoresponder use case would just be an acknowledgement, for lack of better words, that we received your message. I mean, is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes,
1: that's exactly right.
0: And why would we do that?
1: Businesses do that because one, Facebook pages have really been pushing for it. So uh, business owners will see a notification that says, hey, uh, set this up, or they may see that option and think that's going to be valuable to them because at least the user will receive that acknowledgement that they got your message, but we still require a human to get back to you. And there's not really an expectation as to when you're going to receive a response back. Okay.
0: Unless you state that, right? I mean, you could say it might take a two days or whatever, right? Okay, good.
1: Right, right. Yeah, but that's the whole idea is just that it's one autoresponder. So like you mentioned, to go into that point real quick, you can set this up natively within your Facebook page settings. So no need for an outside party platform. However, if you start with this for whatever reason, you're like, I don't have time to implement this, but I want to in the coming months. If you set up at least that level of strategy, then I would still recommend connecting a chatbot platform like ManyChat.com to your Facebook page because that will capture every person who messages your page as a subscriber on your chatbot list, which works very similarly to an email list.
0: Okay, cool. So let's move along these different levels because we're just getting started here, obviously.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that's our first level autoresponder. Now, our second level up is going to be a notification strategy. Uh, And again, these levels are not necessarily like I'm not saying, hey, just pick one and go with it. Um, I'm going to share ultimately what you want to build up to. Ideally, you start much farther than the autoresponder. But if you have one of these strategies already in place, then I want you to acknowledge that and understand what, what the next levels look like. So for notification, this is when you have connected your page to a chatbot platform like ManyChat. You've got a list that you're building, but there's not really a whole lot of automation that is happening. You're building this asset, but all you're doing is sending out messages to people anytime something's going on, like a launch or a new piece of content, any sort of announcement, notification that you want to send out. So again, very basic strategy here, but at least you're acknowledging that this channel has some value to you. But There may not be a whole lot of segmentation. There may not be anything else for the user to do after they receive your initial notification. And this is done through what was previously called broadcasting. And now this can be done through a variety of different delivery methods, but it all gets sent through Facebook Messenger. So there's sponsored messages, which are paid. They're about three cents per message, at least in the US. Uh, You have the 24-hour window, which would be when someone talked to you in the last 24 hours. And then there are a few other message tags that. Quite frankly, I don't want to spend too much time on this because I know we have limited time. So if you want to learn more about that, I would recommend just Googling Messenger policies. And they actually have done a very good job of outlining exactly when and what you can send people during specific timeframes.
0: Real quick question on the sponsored message thing. What is that? Is that an ad unit? Yes. Okay.
1: This is a type of Facebook ad which They're coming out with a better version of this because this is fairly limited. So previously, before March of 2020, you were theoretically able to message your list anytime you want with any message. Uh, Even though there were policies around this, a lot of pages were breaking them and Facebook Messenger wasn't really cracking down on anyone. So in March of this year, they really made an effort to say, hey, we will be penalizing your page, maybe even banning your page if you go against this 24-hour window policy where you try to message people outside of that window uh, that doesn't go with our policies that we have in place. So this sponsored message is their answer to allowing you to send a message anytime you want with any information in it. Usually people want to send promotional things like here's a discount code or here's uh you know a new product or thing that we have going on right now. And that is about three cents per message. Now, the only challenge with this is that you have to have a group of at least a thousand people to send this to and deliverability is not guaranteed to all those people. Now, you only pay for a message if it is actually delivered to someone. But what I'm saying is that if you try to send this to a list of, let's say, 2,000 people, it's not guaranteed that you're going to get it out to each of those 2,000 people. So that's where the challenge is there. They're creating a different version of this, which will be one-to-one message, paid delivery guaranteed, but there's no timeline on when they have that out.
0: Got it. And this is somehow different than if you hook a third-party tool up. This is, am I right? Or is it integrated through the tool? Because it sounds like if you have like a half a million fans on your Facebook page and you wanted to message everyone in America who engaged in your page in a certain period of time, is that the kind of stuff that you think you can do or no?
1: There are a few limitations. So that specific example wouldn't be possible because in order to send a sponsored message to someone, uh, firstly, ManyChat and similar platforms integrate with Facebook Ads Manager to make this happen. So Uh you can send this through ManyChat, but theoretically it's being sent through the Facebook Ads Manager. So it is a little bit different.
0: But you can't do it without the tools, what I'm hearing you say. You have to have the tool.
1: No, you can do it just with Facebook Ads Manager. I see. Yep, And to answer your second question about who you can send a sponsored message to, you can send it to anyone who has messaged your page in the last 365 days. So you wouldn't be able to, as you gave an example of, you know, look at all of your Facebook page fans and say, I want to send a sponsored message to all of them.
0: Got it. Okay, perfect. So at this point, everything we've been talking about is messenger related. So are we eventually going to talk about whether or not you can do these kinds of things without messenger?
1: Yes. Okay. I do want to talk about text message. I want to talk about mobile wallet as well, which is another channel. It's not considered a chat platform, but it's something that supports our messenger strategy. Okay. Uh, and then we'll also talk about some of the other platforms that are coming soon. Okay. So let's finish real quick, just going through these six levels so that people can have an understanding of this. Sure. And then if you have any questions or clarifications, feel free to stop me, but I'll, I'll kind of try to zoom through these so that we can get to the end, okay. uh, which would be on the channel. Okay. Awesome. So, so far we talked about autoresponder and notification. So then from there we have the funnel strategy. Now this is automation in place where similar to a landing page funnel where you may have an opt-in and then you've got email automation follow-up to get someone to buy something or take a next step, book a call with you. We're creating the same thing, but inside of a Facebook Messenger conversation. But from here, the reason that this is just the third level of our six levels is because from here on, most people don't include ongoing engagement or nurturing. So just like you may have an email newsletter or a way to engage people after they initially opted into your email list, there should be a way that you are continuing to add value to your subscribers in Messenger, to train them, to respond to your messages, to help them understand you know, what they can continue to get from this channel with you. So that's going to be our third level. Now, our fourth level is one step above that, which is the contextual funnel strategy. So this does now include ongoing engagement. Maybe you have a weekly YouTube video that you put out. Um, a newsletter with your best content from that week. Maybe it's a podcast, blog article, and a video. Uh, You've got something that you can add value to your subscribers with. And so if you're already sending that across your other social channels and email, then why not do it here? And this is a great way uh, to continue to engage the audience here. Keep them active. Segmentation is going to play a huge role at this strategy level as well because then you can even segment the ongoing content that you may be sending people. It also looks at expanding past just a few campaigns, but really understanding how can your business be supported by a messenger bot and other channels that I'm going to talk about under the marketing, the sales, and the operations categories of your business. And finally, this level also integrates with your CRM, databases you may have going et cetera. So that allows us to make sure that a single subscriber's information is synced across all of your different platforms.
0: So just to clarify, maybe to use an analogy, the funnel versus the contextual funnel, the funnel feels like the old fashioned email that we used to use back in the day where it was just a series of messages and it was fixed and everybody comes in and comes out the same way, where the contextual funnel is more like these advanced email systems like Drip, which allow you to tag and allow you to route people in different directions based on activity and actions. Is that kind of what I'm hearing you say?
1: Yes, that's exactly right.
0: And then there's a database, right, of all of this so that you can choose to set up rules and workflows and all that kind of stuff based on unlimited possibilities, I'm guessing, right?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Does that integrate with your email systems as well? Or is that just within the bot tool that you're using?
1: This level of strategy would integrate with your email marketing system. That would be primarily the platform you'd want to integrate with, but there are other platforms that people might use, like booking systems like Acuity or Calendly. People may have webinar platforms like Webinar Jam or Easy Webinar that they want to integrate as well. So, any other platform outside of, I'm going to use ManyChat as our main example since that's the platform that we currently recommend. If you wanted to connect that data with any other, platform's database, then that's what I mean by those integrations.
0: Perfect. So what's the next one?
1: So our fifth level is an AI-powered strategy. So now we're getting a little bit more advanced to actually go back to the point you made earlier about NLP and is it still just these uh, very austere decision trees and multiple choice or can the bot actually understand nuanced versions of what people may say? So at this level, we have all the contextual funnels running. You know, you've got traffic coming in. You have a full strategy in place ultimately that is helping you grow your business in marketing and sales and also helping automate customer support, repetitive tasks, anything under the operations category as well. And the chatbot is connected to something like Dialogflow, which is an AI engine platform. Now, Dialogflow is the easiest one to add to your Facebook Messenger bot. And quite frankly, any platform that you want to build a chatbot on that is a messaging platform. So we typically recommend using this at this level so that you can at least have some sort of training going on. Your bot is getting smarter. It's not just so static. It can only answer specific phrases with specific responses.
0: So let's... Slow down a second. And Dialogue Flow sounds like it's a third party service. Like, tell us a little bit about what it does, just so we understand.
1: Yes. So, Dialogue Flow is owned by Google. And if you guys want to explore it a little bit more, it's available at dialogflow.com. They actually have a great explainer video there that just walks you through the possibilities. Now, this would be a um, it actually, in a sense, can be seen as a competitor to ManyChat, but it is not as out of the box. And so what it allows you to do is to create these different artificial intelligence agents, as they're called, which would allow your chatbot to understand nuanced versions of what someone is saying. And that can connect to ManyChat or other chatbot platforms that you may be utilizing. So ultimately, instead of having to use what ManyChat gives you, which is what they call keywords. So for example, I could put in, let's say the word social media examiner into ManyChat as a keyword, but then I would have to decide on one specific response that would be triggered when someone says social media examiner inside of the chatbot conversation. Now with Dialogflow, it would receive that, but it would be able to understand the bigger picture, like read the entire message, understand yeah. the context, and then give this connection contextual response rather than that one static response.
0: So it sounds like what it's doing is it's interpreting the text and then sending back the response in a way that many chat can understand it so that it can act on it. Is that what I'm hearing you say?
1: The response would actually be sent directly from Dialogflow to the user. So it Ah, acts uh, almost as a translator, I guess. I like the word interpret is actually a good way to look at it um, because it acts as this third party there when it needs to.
0: So it's a middle layer. Fascinating. I know we're getting a little techie here, but how would whatever you build know whether to route it over to ManyChat or to route it over to the, you know, the AI? I mean, I guess that's kind of what's happening here. Am I right?
1: Yes, exactly. So there are tools that make this easier. So I know now we're tool stacking. But for example, there's a platform called Janis. It's J-A-N-I-S. And they are the leader in helping you do this, where they will connect to ManyChat or other chatbot platforms that you utilize, make it easy for the chatbot to know whether Dialogflow should answer this, or if there's an automatic response in ManyChat that makes sense. But Typically, at the end of the day, the goal is for you to have Dialogflow answer all of the user input. So if it's not something uh, like a multiple choice, like you mentioned earlier, like a decision tree, uh, but it's actually an open response that somebody sends to the bot, then Dialogflow would ideally manage all of those responses and then determine what responses to send back.
0: Okay. I know we're about to go to the Omni thing, but I've got a couple of questions uh, and I'm sure people are thinking about this. My understanding, ManyChat, is it's similar to an email software product where they charge by the size of the database. And you can tell me if that's correct or not in just a second. But That is correct. Okay. Now I'm wondering with the Google thing, is this one of those things that come with certain levels of Google accounts or is it free or how does that work exactly?
1: So it is actually free. And you would... Create an account with your Google account. So, you do need to have um, a Google account to connect this to, but it's free to utilize on pretty much any platform you want to. So, like if you go to the website, it may seem a little bit overwhelming at first because they're saying, you know, you can create these experiences on all these different platforms. So, it's not just limited to Facebook Messenger, but it's in a sense setting the foundation for what you may want to do on other channels as well in the future. Actually, to think about it, you know, think of it as a baby, right? You're training this baby. Teaching it different things, how to say uh, certain words and phrases, context. And so then once you continue to nurture. The dialogue flow agents that I mentioned, you can actually transfer those over to other platforms as well, apart from Facebook Messenger. Okay. So it's not just for Facebook Messenger. Um, it's it's allowing you to create, let's say, a database that's unique to your business of how your audience communicates, uh, certain slang they may use, um, you know, the way that they say things, context wise, like what you offer and uh, specific words what they might mean to your business versus to just average anybody saying the word. So all of that data is stored inside of these agents. And that's why Dialogflow is so powerful because it's not only transferable, but also is uh, creating this unique trained database with every conversation that someone has with your chatbot, which is simply just the medium for that dialogue flow to be trained.
0: So it's really machine learning. And do you have to feed it a bunch of like uh, customer support things to kind of get it learned or does it just kind of learn as it goes?
1: Yes, so you can do that initially to power it up a little bit more. It's completely optional. Like if you don't have the time to do that, or if you have quite a bit of traffic already coming into Facebook Messenger, for example, then you could just allow that data uh, from the actual user conversations to power up its initial learning base. But you could also spend some time uh, going back and forth with your chatbot, you know, saying different things that you would expect your customers or audience to say, and that will also help train it.
0: One more little question. I know we're going down a rabbit here, sure. but, but but privacy. Um, is this something that we're going to have to potentially disclose somewhere in privacy policies? Because obviously, when we give these AIs access to conversations, I would imagine there's going to be some privacy concerns.
1: Yes. So just like you would say in your privacy policy for GDPR, anything that you are letting your audience know, hey, this is involved and this is where we're tracking some of your data, you will want to include, hey, Dialogflow is saving the data from these conversations in order to support, give you a better user experience, etc. So this would be kind of looped in with all the other tools that you may use, because we're not going to dive into like the full stack of all the possible tools you could use for your Facebook Messenger box. but all those tools should kind of be grouped together because they're ultimately all doing the same thing, which is utilizing that conversational data. Anytime someone sends something to your chatbot slash your Facebook page to then create a better user experience, give better recommendations, et cetera.
0: So level one is autoresponder. Level two is notification. Level three is funnel. Four is contextual funnel. And then five is AI powered. And what's the sixth one?
1: Yes. So the sixth one, now we're going to get into the other channels, as you've been hinting at, which is going to take everything from the AI-powered strategy and combine that now with other communication channels. Now, primarily text message is the most powerful because most people have notifications turned on for text. So this is probably the most sensitive channel for any human with a smartphone because they get a notification, or they see at least every text that they receive. So we combine text message with specific campaigns that we're running in Messenger. And one, it gives us a place to communicate with them outside of some of the policies that Messenger uh, may have in place, depending on the use case of the messages you want to send. But more importantly, you don't own your Facebook Messenger list. And I think a lot of marketers, you know, as we've talked about, Mike, have painted Facebook Messenger as this, you know, amazing platform where you can kind of do whatever you want, a free for all, like take advantage of as long as you can before, you know, things get shut down and changed. And so now that policies have been implemented and there needs to be a little bit more thought and logic behind how you deliver messages, You know, you shouldn't rely entirely on Facebook Messenger as your sole platform. And instead, you want to have a database of contacts that you own. So you own your email list. You can transfer that list of emails to any platform that you want to make things easier in terms of automation. But it's all ultimately reliant on that list that you own. Same thing with phone numbers, where you own your list of phone numbers for your contacts, but you don't own your Facebook Messenger list because... Facebook Messenger as a platform owns all of those subscribers and you are simply utilizing that channel to grow your business, hopefully in other ways through these other communication channels. So text message is going to play a big role here. Any questions about that before I move on to the next channel?
0: Well, yeah, I'm curious, like, how do you get their text message if you're starting out on Messenger, right?
1: Yes. So Messenger makes it really easy to capture information uh, just the same way that, you know, we're using Dialogflow and these other platforms to kind of analyze information. Anytime someone sends a message to your Facebook page, we can utilize that data and actually save it into a specific field. So if you use any email marketing platforms or any sorts of softwares, then hopefully you're familiar with the word field uh, where you can save, let's say, a phone number or an email into a field inside of ManyChat and then using the integrations that are very easy to create without any coding needed to your email database, um, anywhere else you might want to send that information to, you can now transfer that field containing that contact information and send it over.
0: So I'm hearing you say that Facebook grants you that information. You don't have to ask for it. Is that what I'm hearing you say?
1: No, that's incorrect. So okay. you do need to ask for it. Oh, okay. And then you can save that into a field.
0: I see. So, But they do give you the email address, no? Or is that something that they do not?
1: Yes. So when you ask someone for an email inside of Facebook Messenger, it will actually auto populate the email that is connected to their Facebook profile, but then they can type in an alternate email I because see. quite frankly, usually that email is like a random one. You know, they used to sign up, not necessarily one that they check every day.
0: So you have to ask if you want the data. That's what I'm hearing you say. So smart strategy is going to ask somehow for a phone number so that you could communicate omni-channel, right?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Okay, cool. Keep
1: going. And then SMS, uh, the point I was just going to make real quick there was that ManyChat now allows for sending SMS. And this is really powerful because they've created a great platform that makes logic, conditions, you know, all the automation that you would want to create for any part of your business. That's now available for SMS, which was previously only available for Messenger. And
0: for the non-techies, that's just a text message, right?
1: Yes, that's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. SMS is just text. And then if you want to send an MMS, which would be a multimedia, uh, then that would contain images or video. But it's all across the text message channel.
0: So what I'm hearing you say is the tools are now expanding to include not just Messenger. And that's important because we could capture people, I would imagine, through our website using the tool and capture their phone number and not even use Messenger at all? Is that kind of where we're heading?
1: You can do that as well. Yes. So
0: Excellent. that there's
1: no barrier to entry because you know, for whatever reason, whether maybe you're on a mobile device or a different device, that's not logged into Facebook or you just don't want to log in with Facebook, uh, then being able to just have one line, just like with an email, you could enter that and not have to be logged into anything specific on the browser. Uh, same thing with phone number where now you can opt into something with just your phone number.
0: Now. Uh, as a quick aside, I've noticed I have an iPhone. I've noticed that Apple's getting pretty savvy, and if they don't recognize the sender because you don't have it in your database or you've never responded or received a message from them, they kind of stick it in another tab and and they don't necessarily pop up a notification. Are you beginning to see systems getting to the point where they're like, okay, we're gonna send you a text message now, please acknowledge via text or something like that so that it kind of starts that, at the phone level that this phone recognizes this number. So when you communicate in the future, that won't
1: happen. Yes. And actually we do that regardless of the policies out of respect for the users so that there's in a sense, this constant opting in, which isn't really an opt-in legally, like you've already gotten that the first time that you text them and they say, yes, I want to get texts from you. But in regards to any content you're going to send people, just getting their permission to say, hey, can we send this to you once a week? Or can we send you these reminders about a specific event that's happening? Um, So when we do that, of course, you'll lose some people always, but at the same time, your conversions will be higher. People will feel more respected by your brand. And it's, it's more of a long-term game there. So absolutely, you do want to establish that confirmation of the message. So whether you start with SMS at the beginning of the funnel, let's say, so someone coming onto your website, opting in with their phone number, or you start with Messenger and then capture their phone number there and then send them a text. Either way, we want to have that same opt-in process to make sure that people are going to be comfortable and happy receiving our text messages.
0: Is there any more to the Omni-powered level that we haven't addressed?
1: Yes. So I briefly talked about email, but email still plays a very vital role here in the omni channel strategy because email continues to still be the number one revenue generating communication channel in the world. Even if you're getting your traffic from all these different places, email is where you're typically making the sale to then get people onto a checkout page or wherever it might be. So we've got Messenger, SMS, SMS, email, which you may already be utilizing, and then send people back to Messenger from email. Let's say to answer FAQs about a product someone's interested in buying or whatever the use case might be. But you can also grow your email list through Messenger because as we talked about earlier, you can capture that email into a field and then send it over as a new subscriber to your email CRM or platform. So those are three. And then finally, Mobile Wallet is another one, which, by the way, these four are the ones that we are exploring right now in all of our different campaigns, and they play a vital role in every part of the business, but will continue to grow as more messaging platforms become available. So everything that you're learning, experimenting with, making sure that your audience receives and loves and converts, this is all applicable to future platforms as well.
0: Uh, Why don't you explain what mobile wallet is for people that don't know what that means?
1: about to do that. So for mobile wallet, uh, mobile wallet isn't necessarily the name of what this is on your phone, but this is the app that handles any loyalty cards, credit cards, debit cards on your phone. So for us iPhone users, it is just the app called Wallet and it actually cannot be deleted from an iPhone and automatically notifications are already on for this app. So this is almost as sensitive of a channel as SMS because users will receive the push notifications that you can send people through this channel immediately. They will see them for sure uh, because most people don't have those notifications turned off. Uh, And on an Android, this is going to be the Google Pay app. And uh, same idea with iPhone, uh, where most of the time the notifications are already turned on, it's automatically installed on all um, newer versions of an Android unless you've got one from several years ago. Then. It's a great place to have somebody download a pass, which if you've ever downloaded a boarding pass for a flight or a event ticket, maybe for a concert that you went to or a loyalty card on your phone, then it works the same way. But there's no barrier to entry where you have to have a debit card or a credit card uh, hooked up already to use this. You can actually just utilize it as long as you've got an iPhone or an Android uh, and you download the pass. And then the way that this works in terms of communication is utilizing another tool called Walletly or any mobile wallet platform you want to use. Walletly is the one that we like to use across all of our chatbots because it integrates nicely with ManyChat. Then you can actually send out the push notification either from your mobile wallet platform or from ManyChat itself. Mm -hmm. And those push notifications can have whatever content you want in them. And they'll send people to the pass, which then may have a website link. And now you can send people to either back to the messenger conversation. You can send them to a sales page or whatever the end call to action goal is there. Sweet. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So quite a bit going on there. Some of this stuff
0: sounds pretty complicated, I'm guessing some of these levels can be done by someone who has plenty of time, but some of these levels are definitely going to require some outside assistance. Is that accurate?
1: Yes. And ultimately, the people who are going to get the best results are going to be the people who understand marketing funnels, concepts, they just understand the marketing game and how all of that supports the rest of the business. Because oftentimes, like you mentioned, time is a big factor, of course. So having to learn how to utilize all these new platforms and not only know how to use the tech, but actually what the strategy is behind you doing anything in these is oftentimes a difficult thing for people who are not marketers by trade or not trying to become marketers. Uh, Hard for them to grasp because it does take quite a bit of time to ultimately understand marketing, as you know. So the people who can get the best results are marketers. And so I would recommend business owners find an expert or train a marketer on their team to do this for them rather than try to tackle this when you know they've got a bunch of other things going on. And the people or the roles that are needed to make this happen, I can kind of list these off.
0: Yeah, let's hear it.
1: Sure, so firstly, you've got the marketer who needs to know the marketing strategy because that's going to lead the chatbot's ROI in the business. And then from there, you can expand to other things like support, um, of course, profitability through sales. And then copywriting is single-handedly the most important thing in a chatbot experience. Of course, the bigger strategy needs to be there, but the copywriting, even if you had no images, no media, no videos, um, nothing fancy going on, if you have a really good copy, of course, it's going to convert because they're reading something. So the copywriting, then you've got the automation and logic. So that's going to play a very key role in streamlining and making sure everything works properly, as well as integrates with things like your CRM or your email marketing software. And the other pieces will be any media assets. Messenger is very dynamic in the sense that you can have videos, uh, audio messages, even GIFs. You can have images that actually have a field like someone's name in it. And they could say, hey, Mike, welcome to our chat experience. And then you know, kind of get into the, the copy there. So there's a lot of different things you can do there, which is why media assets is its own pillar in a sense. And then you've got customer support, sales, and sometimes if you want to do something more complicated, then you will want to have access to some sort of front end developer that is familiar with JavaScript and HTML so that they can do anything custom. Now that's completely optional, but if you do want to continue to get more complex with it and create these custom solutions to better serve your audience or go along with the offers you have, um, then that is also a piece that you can throw in there.
0: Well, and I think some people listening right now are like, whoa, uh, wow, that's a lot. But I want to give people some context, right? If you have a website, then you probably have a developer, and you might have a tech person, right? And you might have someone who understands the SEO side of it, right? And you might have a writer, Absolutely. all these different things. Or if you have a really sophisticated email strategy like we do, then you've got all these different tools and people that you rely on in order to be able to do all the different things. And And this is just another one of those things. But the advantage to this is while it might be a lot of work to set it up, It sounds like the downstream advantage is once it's there and functional, it's kind of just moving maybe potentially into maintenance mode. Is that correct? It's mostly work on the setup and just like building a website has a lot of upfront expense, right? Is that accurate or is that not so accurate?
1: It used to be accurate and the, and not to say it used to be accurate. That is one way you can go about doing it. But what we've found over the last four years, because we used to tackle projects in the sense where, you know, you pay this big upfront fee as a business to get this whole channel set up. And then you may or may not continue to work with an expert or have your team focus on this moving forward. We found that that really doesn't bring results after the first Few months because things are always changing in this space. And so, firstly, you know, the same way that you may optimize or change certain marketing campaigns you have going on or have to create new things because you've got new products or new content, the same thing applies here. So When you work with an expert or an agency or you're trying to allocate your team's time to this, there is a management level where you don't want to implement everything initially. It needs to be built step by step. So usually a few things per month that you're continuing to build in this channel and automate more and more. So there is essentially an ongoing maintenance that you're going to want to do in order to actually grow this. But if you're looking for just one very specific use case, which eventually you're going to have to add on more anyways. But if you just want, let's say like FAQs answered or something, then you could set it and forget it. But there's always more that you can be doing. So if you do want to grow as a business using this channel, then there is going to be that ongoing management that you want to have uh, available to you, whether it's your own team or an expert agency that you're working with.
0: You happen to have some inside knowledge about what you believe is coming next. Can you tell us a little bit about maybe what we can expect in the next... X period of time. And I don't know if that's months or years, but how will this be expanded?
1: Yes. So as I've reiterated throughout our episode here, Messenger is the first place that you can really do anything you could possibly want to in a automated conversation. And that's why it's powerful. It's the place to be immediately. So businesses, once you understand that, now you can understand how this will apply to other channels. So in the near future, based on the Knowledge that I have from Facebook, Instagram will most likely be launching first, Instagram bots, and then WhatsApp bots will launch after that. Now... I do want to preface with the fact that they are technically already available. So you can create an Instagram bot, you can create a WhatsApp bot, but the use cases, the uh, ability for you to create these rich experiences like you can on Messenger is not available at all. It's all text based. So, you know, instead of buttons, you have to have people say very specific things like type one if you Mm. want this or, you know, so it's very, very simple and minimal in a sense. So Instagram, what the plan most likely is there based on what we see bots being able to do right now is anytime someone sends you a DM, which can happen by them messaging you as well as even responding to a story or tagging you in their story, like anything that would send in a notification through your inbox. Now that person is a subscriber on your Instagram bot list and you'll be able to create automation around that. So that's the next step. Um, and then WhatsApp bots are already available, but there's an application process. The use cases are a little bit more limited there. It's more available around content, um, not so much around the marketing and sales aspect. And those plat- there are quite a few different platforms that you can build on already. But understanding that many chats' long term goal is to, as well as the other platforms in the space that are competitors, they are all going to add these platforms on. And they did. I think the right thing in focusing on one platform, Messenger initially, becoming the leader, becoming very well known in the chatbot and the marketing space, and then now adding these new platforms on so that you can host all of your different messaging platform chatbots in one place.
0: Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's I mean, that's just like, you know, there's so much we covered and I think people are going to be like going back for sure, you know, checking out the show notes. Thank you, first of all, for sharing all this insight with us. If people want to go deeper with you, or want to discover more about you, where would you send them?
1: Absolutely. So we have over the last few years uh, realized that we can really support anyone that wants to either hire someone to do this entirely for them. You see the potential in this. You're like, yes, but I want to work with an expert. I don't want to think about how all of this works. We have a solution for you um, as well as the people who want to learn this and gain this as a skill, whether you're an advanced marketing agency or a marketer on a team at a business. So regardless of who you are, if you're looking to better understand understand this and implement this into a business or for your clients, if you just head to our website, schoolofbots.co, then we will be able to determine who you are and then provide you with the best solution that we can uh, to help you get started with this.
0: And if they want to reach out to you on the socials, is there any particular channel that you would prefer?
1: Uh, I would say Facebook and Instagram, I check the most. So if you want to shoot me a Facebook message on Messenger, uh, I am, of course, on Messenger all day. So feel free to reach out to me there um, and send me a friend request. And on Instagram, I am at Natasha underscore official.
0: Perfect. That's easier to spell than Takahashi, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I try not to put my last name in any of my social handles because guaranteed people will never find
0: me. (laughs) Awesome. Natasha, thank you again for coming on and sharing your awesome insight and wisdom. Tell them again what your website address is. One more time, if you don't mind.
1: Yes, it's schoolofbots.co. And thank you so much, Mike, for having me in the Social Media Examiner community. It's such a pleasure always catching up with you and being able to share. So any questions you have about what we covered because this space is always moving so quick. um, As I mentioned, feel free to reach out to me. If anything changes, you're like, hey, how do I tackle this? Or, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Feel free to reach out to me about anything at all.
0: Awesome. Thank you again. Thank you. Hey, if there was anything we mentioned during this interview and you missed it, Did you know we take all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 410? That stands for episode 410, and there you will find everything we mentioned. I know Natasha's a fast talker. You might have been trying to make notes, take notes, but we took it all for you, so don't worry about it. Socialmediaexaminer.com slash 410. Hey, if you're new to the show, can you hit the subscribe button? And if you're a longtime listener, can you let your friends know about this show? It helps get the word out. It helps us grow the show. So thank you so much for being a listener. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I promise to be back with you next week. I hope you make the best of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner.